Welcome to First Formation, a weekday podcast for high church lowlifes like me, Logan Isaac, looking to get the fuck up and pray. This is where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. A podcast for anyone who cares for soldiers and veterans enough to follow us into the mud and the suck. To hear the good news through grunts and with grunts, in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 24 The earth is the Lord's and all that is in it, the world and all those who live in it. For she has founded it on the seas and established it on the rivers. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord? And who shall stand in her holy place? Those who have clean hands and pure hearts, who do not lift up their souls to what is false and do not swear deceitfully. They will receive blessing from the Lord and vindication from the God of their salvation. Such is the company of those who seek her, who seek the face of the God of Jacob. Lift up your heads, O gates, and be lifted up, O ancient doors, that the Queen of glory may come in. Who is the Queen of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty, the Lord, mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O gates, and be lifted up, O ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this Queen of glory? The Lord of hosts, she is the Queen of glory. Isaiah chapter 33, verses 17 through 22. Your eyes will see the king and his beauty. They will behold the land that stretches far away. Your mind will muse on the terror. Where is the one who counted? Where is the one who weighed the tribute? Where is the one who counted the towers? No longer will you see the insolent people, the people of an obscure speech that you cannot comprehend, stammering in a language that you cannot understand. Look on, Zion, the city of of our appointed festivals. Your eyes will see Jerusalem, a quiet habitation, an immovable tent, whose stakes will never be pulled up, and none of whose ropes will be broken. But there the Lord in majesty will be for us, a place of broad rivers and streams, where no galley with oars can go, nor stately ship can pass. For the Lord is our judge, the Lord is our ruler, the Lord is our king, he will save us. Revelation chapter 22, verses 8 through 21. I, John, am the one who heard and saw these things. And when I heard and saw them, I fell down to worship at the feet of the angel who showed them to me. But he said to me, You must not do that. I'm a fellow servant with you and your comrades, the prophets, and those who keep the words of this book. Worship God. And he said to me, Do not seal up the words of the prophecy of this book, for the time is near. Let the evildoer still do evil, and the filthy still be filthy, and the righteous still do right, and the holy still be holy. See, I am coming soon. My reward is with me, to repay according to everyone's work. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Blessed are those who wash their robes so that they may so that they will have the right to the tree of life and may enter the city by the gates. Outside are the dogs and sorcerers and fornicators and murderers and idolaters and everyone who loves and practices falsehood. It is I, Jesus, who sent my angel to you with this testimony for the churches. 
I am the root and the descendant of David, the bright morning star. The spirit and the bride will say, Come, and let everyone who hears say, Come, and let everyone who is thirsty come. Let anyone who wishes to take the water of life as a gift. I warn everyone who hears the words of of the prophecy of this book, if anyone adds to them, God will add to that person the plagues described in this book. If anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God will take away that person's share in the tree of life and in the holy city, which are described in this book. The one who testifies to these things says, Surely I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with all the saints. Amen. Good morning. Welcome to the 13th day of Martintide. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from the Appalachian Abbey in Knoxville, Maryland. This morning's readings, uh, we're coming toward the end of traditional uh, contemporary Advent. Um, uh, The uh, first formation is doing something different than Advent um, as we transition from uh, well, into likely hosting the podcast um, as a uh, through the hospitality of St. Martin, uh, an order that I took a vow of uh, uh, solemn vow of profession to in on November 8th, just a couple of days before the Mass, the Feast of St. Martin. And uh, Martin Tide is the period from um, the 11th of November, which is Martin's Feast, traditionally a a day of feasting, uh, all the way to the uh, to Christmas Day. It's forty days, uh, excluding Saturdays, I believe, or Sundays. Um, uh, typically, a time of fasting. And this morning's readings, you can tell that we're kind of closing in on Advent as we read from Revelation. And we have the uh, very near the end of or the end of the book of Revelation here in uh, chapter twenty-two. We also heard from Isaiah chapter 33 and the 24th Psalm, and I continue to be, I don't know, uh, impressed, I guess, um, with reading um, the Psalms in particular, um, using the feminine pronouns for God, which I do um, uh, every other day. Uh, So uh, the way that the lectionary is set up, we'll read the same Psalm three days in a row, First day and third day I'll read just as they are presented in the masculine pronoun. And the second day, which is Tuesday, and then also if you're following Thursday and Friday, Saturday, I don't do Saturdays. Friday I read uh, with the feminine pronouns as well. Um, and Psalm 24 is, is one of those that uh, just kind of strikes me. I do leave the word Lord in because in English we don't have, uh, it is not inherently a gendered language like Spanish is where, you know, maybe chair is feminine, but table is masculine. We don't have that. And most of the gendered uh, nouns we do have are typically manufactured like priestess or goddess that like God precedes gender. Priests have included women, um, et cetera, et cetera. And Lord to me is one of those where it's like, a lady isn't really the equivalent. Uh, Certainly not. Uh, the way we use the word Lord, and so I just leave Lord, um, but I change uh, the pronouns to feminine gender. I, I think it's 
um, healthy and, and constructive. And this morning, um, I'm using an image and a reading, uh, not from today's reading on aroundtheyear.org, but another day. And I won't mention it because I don't want you to look it up um, and get distracted. But uh, this morning's reading uh, that I've chosen um, I uh, follows on some of the language of the city of God in Revelation that we've been hearing about, as well as fasting, which is what we're doing during Martin Tide. Some of us might be. Um, fasting is not a chrism, uh, not a calling of the hospitalers, but prayer is. Um, and that's why the podcast is probably going to kind of transition to um, being hosted or, or, you know, distributed by hospitalers as opposed to Pew Pew HQ. Um, but anyway, to the reading, uh, it comes to us this morning from Joanne McNamara and her book, Sisters in Arms, Catholic Nuns Through Two Millennia. It was published by Harvard University in 1996. It is on page 91, quote, When Martin of Tours began to introduce the ascetic life to Gaul in the middle of the 4th century, his disciple, Sulpicius Severus, humorously described his difficulties in a dialogue. He quoted a typical Gaul's response that fasting was simply alien to the nature of his people. Nevertheless, in the twilight of the Western Empire, many people turned from the transient world to the contemplation of eternity. Monasticism in the embattled West was more likely to be an urban phenomenon, a fortress against the violence of the desert, than a haven from the temptations of the city. When the legions of Rome retreated, the power of prayer became the sole recourse for the women and men who defended the city of God, end quote. And as I've mentioned, prayer is one of the expectations in the rule of the rule of life for the hospitalers of St. Martin. And in this image, it comes to us um, uh, a scene from the Martin legend by Gebhard Fugel uh, in 1900 in the church, the Stadfart Kirch St. Martinus in Wangen, Germany. Um, and they have a number of really impressive uh, paintings or frescoes. I think they're just paintings. Um, they're in Stadfart Church in, uh, of St. Martinus in Wangen. Um, in this one, it evokes the kind of simplicity and asceticism not just brought up by the, uh, this morning's Martin reading, but also um, the setting that John, uh, the Apostle John, may have encountered while in Patmos, exiled to Patmos. Um, you can see in the background it's kind of deserty, and he's just got this simple cross that has begun growing uh, some ivy on it as he's kneeling before it and praying with an open Bible before him. In uh, prayer, um, if you go to pewpewhq.com, um, you'll find that the First Formation mug um, has a... Well, I, I probably should have made a Grawlix, but I didn't. A Grawlix disguises bad, quote-unquote, bad words. Um, but one thing that's central to my spiritual life um, and I think is um, can be fruitful in the spiritual life of Christian soldiers is, um, is a kind of orientation toward prayer that is not only embodied but um, rather vulgar. And what I mean by vulgar is, is the Latin kind of connotation, which is to be of lowly status, to be not, you know, cleaned up and polished, but um, uh, gritty and um, unpolished. And to that end, um, 
on that that PPHQ mug, you'll see the words, um, shut the fuck up, or I'm sorry, get the fuck up and pray. Um, and that, that statement is, uh, assumes that you're on the ground, that you've been beaten up. Um, and it demands that you stand up and you pray and not just what we see Martin doing here. And, you know, we see the, the bumper stickers and t-shirts with the praying hands. And that isn't really what's important in prayer. What's important in prayer is the, is, uh, the, the bended knee, the humility of, of, um, of getting up, but uh, not getting up so much that you think you're superior. Um, and prayer is also this embodied, practical, dirty thing that we uh, engage in. They're not just words. They are the actions that uh, make God present in this world. And so it, and for me, and I hope for other Christian soldiers and veterans, Prayer is uh, not so much the, the thing that we speak, the thing that we want, the things that we tell one another, uh, but the things that we do. And to that end, I have in mind this quote that I, I always keep close to my heart from Abraham Heschel, who is a Jewish theologian in the Vietnam generation. And he said, uh, or he described marching to Selma with Martin Luther King. And he, you know, there's this really amazing picture of, of Martin and Abraham arm in arm marching to Selma. And Heschel described it as, or he was asked about it, and he said, you know, um, it, we were praying with our feet. Um, and not all prayer is something that you say out loud. Prayer is something that you do. Um, prayer is, uh, Heschel would say that prayer makes us worthy of, of um, being in the presence of God. And we have some in the uh, modern Western Christianity, we have some difficulty with the extent to which we are worthy or earn or gain something from God. But uh, Jewish faith and Eastern uh, Christianities um, are pretty unapologetic that you do need to do things. And this is straight from the book of James, um, that faith without works is dead. Um, Faith is never some internal disposition. Faith is the entirety of our lives that we live in orientation to God. And so, yeah, it may look like Martin here on his knees before the cross, praying with a book and no other human being in sight. And a lot of aesthetics did that. Um, But prayer is also getting the fuck up and doing what needs to be done uh, to break in the kingdom of God into this world. Um, And uh, this season of Martintide, as as the ordinary year, the ordinary time comes to a close, uh, will turn into Advent and a time of awaiting. Um, but awaiting even is not passive. It's something that we are doing constantly in anticipation of Christ's return. And I'll close with um, the words uh, from John as he closes out his apocalypse or his revealing. Um, and he reminds us that um, don't close up the book. Um, because the time is close. This was written you know, 2,000 years ago, 1,800 years ago. Uh, and uh, the, the church has always been waiting. Advent is just a time that we are reminded of the waiting that we are doing and to hold on to hope that that time is still near. Um, and I don't think that's possible without prayer, without living lives 
in constant uh, admir- uh, anticipation of uh, our work being completed with the return of God and with the coming of God's kingdom and a city of God um, when you know the, the boundary between here and now, city and country, um, uh, religion and politics breaks down and we see the world for the way it was intended. prayer for the answering of prayer. Almighty God, whose promise to hear the petitions of those who ask in your Son's name, we beseech you mercifully to incline your ear to us who have now made our prayers and supplications to you, and grant that those things which we have faithfully asked according to your will may effectually be obtained to the relief of our necessity and to the setting forth of your glory. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where PPUHQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, I hope you'll consider participating in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast with a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash firstformation slash support. You can sponsor Morning Prayer for Pew Pew People with as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a weekday lectionary reading yourself and sending it to me to be included in an episode of your choosing. Instructions for co-hosts will be provided to you directly, And you don't have to be a grunt to participate in First Formation in this or any way. Finally, and most importantly, you can send me your prayer requests of a minute or less with a recording app of your choice. Prayers may be added to a morning prayer episode, aired anonymously, if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it. Three ways to participate in morning prayers for pew-pew people. I hope you'll continue to listen in and maybe even consider participating yourself. This has been Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.